Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Hi, good evening. How are you? I'm very good. Thank are you, you. Are you nice and cooled off? I am, yeah. I have the AC going. That's right. Perfect. And Todd, how are you? I'm good, Andy, and always remember to shoot him in the leg. Yes, and you are not in Chautauqua right now. You went home. I went home for three days here. Yeah. Slacker. Yep. Yeah. Home is nice. When you're away for a month straight, there's a lot of chaos going on here. So, see if we can get that all taken care of. That's right. In three days. <laughs> yeah, very nice. So, these plugs. Fat AZ Muskie products, fatazmuskie.com. You can uh, find us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Vance, you said that when are we going to be uh, dropping that, um, whatever, the uh, the review bait lot, I uh, guess yeah. we want to call it. So the lot from last show, I put it up on a waffle site. Uh, those are the correct words, raffle site. Um future of our muskies and it's running there. I'm going to let it run throughout the holidays. People might not be paying attention to it because of that right now, um, because they're looking to, you know, get out and, and, uh, be in their boats for the holidays. But, uh, that is up right now. Um, and that's how we're going to do it for the, for the uh, future ones as well. Uh, it's going to be $5 a spot. Um, and the winner takes all of them all three of them. Um, and yeah, that's what, that's, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I'm going to run it. And, okay. Um, so Vance, I have, a, I have a question here. Uh, I've never done this before and I'm sure we have some listeners that have it. Mm-hmm. I can't be the only one. I've never done it. So, so if I, so I want to buy a spot, what do I do? I don't know how to do that. So unfortunately, uh, you know, Facebook has a double-edged sword at points, but this is our avenue to do this. You have to join the group Future of Our Muskies. You will then scroll down and find uh, that pinned post because it is a charity uh, raffle. And you go on there and you just say, I want X amount of spots. I want five spots. Yeah, it'll cost you 25 bucks. You send it over to me on PayPal. It'll be drawn by uh, the page moderator uh, when see fit. And uh, if you win, you get pretty nice lures that we just um, tested. And all of those proceeds are going to go to the Minnow Fund. Yes. I, okay, not... so, so, so uh, yeah, I, I'm a member real quick, Andy. I'm a member, I think. Because I got this, I saw that that came up because we tagged it with Fat AZ and uh, Muddy Creek. I believe I'm a member of that site. So all I do is, I mean, you just say, you I go, go the, and, the money goes, how does it tell you where to send the money? I don't know what to do. It's in the description. Uh, okay. If you re- read it, it's kind of a book, but um, if you read it at the end, there's important things. Send money to here. And this is for what uh, the charity is going to. So Facebook isn't keeping track. Like you have to keep track and say, okay, yeah, you're, because I see people writing, you're paid, you're paid. Yeah. So like, okay, it's, uh, okay. You know, it's work on my end. Like I'll have to, I have to make the list mm-hmm. and make sure these people paid, you know? So, 
Okay. Yep. So thank you. If you're not part of the group, and some of these groups that you join can take like a week to get in. Are they pretty active with allowing new members in this group? Yes. Okay. So you're not like, I want to join this group for this specific raffle. Please, please let me in, whatever. There might be a question. There might not be. It might just be instant join. This is something you can hop on pretty quick, find it, and then, uh, you know, take your chances here on, on the review baits. And there's other, other baits on the, on the site as well. Um, yes. But, yeah, just to kind of hit a little recap on this one. These are the exact three baits. These are not some bait and switch. This is the actual baits that were in my hands, that were in Steve's hands, Vance's hands, and Todd's hands. We did the review show last episode. It was the official review show, bait review show number one. We will be doing another one at the end of July and another one at the end of August for this year. Um approximate end of end of the uh end of the month so um with that some really sweet baits if you're interested in it please go check that out and every all the money is going to be going to muskies inc uh to buy the minnows so someone might ask why is it going to this address uh, the, the reason it's going to this address, and what I mean by this address, uh, this PayPal address, is because it makes a nightmare for the AZ account to have a whole bunch of little uh, deposits coming in that aren't tracked. So uh, they are going to Vance's. That will then, he will collect it all up. It'll all be right there. It'll be sent off to the AZ account, which then it will go to Muskie's Inc., uh, just for transparency, that's the reason why I uh, said that. We are not pocketing a nickel from this. So um, kind of moving on from there, I did get a shipment of rod holders in today. If anyone's been watching the website, I did put up the little, like, I don't know, the the verbiage saying that I was out of Down East. Well, I am not out of Down East temporarily. I begged and pleaded, and Steve sent me 36 more, which... Um, 20% of them are already gone. <laughs> I just got them in the UPS today. That's uh, terrible. So, uh, I have them. I don't know when the next shipment's going to be, but I'll, I'll kind of keep that up and we will, uh, we'll get through this together. Um, uh, from there, Bates, I still believe Musky Tackle Online and Team Rhino Outdoors has Bates. How's Hogan's Hut doing? Oh, they're swimming down Major League. They had the whole, they had like two sections of the wall filled, and uh, they still got some, but it's over one corner section now. It's sold an extraordinarily uh, large amount, which is great. I've had numerous people, I think I said that last time, I had it happen again. Numerous people stopped to get their license. Hey, I want one of those baits, come out on the trip, and they get to catch fish on their brand new bait once I sharpen the hooks for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. breaking them in. Yeah, tee them. Always tee your hooks. Always sharpen your hooks. Yeah, there's ones up there That's that happening. Yeah. yeah, there's ones there that uh, you know, I want. I, I, well, open your I wallet, cheapskate. I might have some. I don't know that. One of my 
Like I want, I want that crappy, I want that crappy soft tail, because crappy sneaky, good. Oh yeah. It's sneaky layered yeah. too. I mean, people that don't look at the baits, there's there's a there's an extra layer or two in there that most people won't see unless you're looking through the paint. Yeah, I have one left, one crappy left that's destroyed, and like I want those baits very badly. I don't even have a crappy. Yeah, I know. I. I don't. I don't. I, don't. I had my my my. Old one of my old Blem walleyes, one of the ones Andy, you'll know what I mean. It was leaking a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and a Blem, so it was mine, and uh, a soft tail. And I've been using it for three or four years. It caught a bunch of nice fish already this season. A fish decided to mash it off the side of the boat here the other day. I didn't notice it, and we were fishing. I was like, "Man, you're, something's wrong with that bait. It just wasn't tuned up." And it, you know, where that little blem was yep where the soft leak was the bait was cracked right there so it was it was pulling to one side i ended up snapping it off took the ice screws out and threw it in the garbage gone instead of retiring it you just took it to pasture i got so much crap hanging around retired i i I just i said you're done you served your purpose Man, I, I, I hate to be Nana in your house. Like, hey, sorry, but <laughs> you're done. You're done. It's over. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking at these charts here, and you know this. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but this is beyond repair. So uh, you might want to close your eyes as you rack a yeah. shell in. I looked at it as two hooks, two hooks that are already sharp, and. <laughs> Value and eye screws. And, and, and three extra eye screws. That's 21 cents a piece or whatever they are. I don't remember. <laughs> Man, I, I know that you have two functional kidneys, and I'm sure that liver could grab in real nice. Jeez. Hilarious. Um, yeah, and I just just for clarification, when, when, when Todd says a leaker, these baits are not hollow. Um, but it, it's, it's a terminology that we use. It, it is just a spot that does not set up and it kind of oozes, uh, juice and, and the paint yeah, doesn't, doesn't adhere to paint. it. Um, so and we, that's why we do weed them out. <laughs> I did it right in front of the guy that after it happened, he was like, what are you doing? I said, it's time to harvest this or- the organs from this bait. It's over. It's done. You've oh only got gosh. a few minutes to harvest the you organs. I, got- <laughs> I, I need this tail. I lost the tail too the other day. I need the tail. I need all kinds of stuff. So it's done. <laughs> that was an office reference. If that anyone. was an office reference. Yes. Great scene. That one of my favorites. Yep. So, Hogan still has them. Check them out. Uh, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Get a hold of us. Still a few days here, floating here and there. I get some cancellations, and you know, I think probably Vance is probably in the same boat. So, if you know when you're coming, get a hold of us. We'll do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish. I'm getting a lot of calls for like fishing Pennsylvania right now. You know, it is described on the website, but I mean, we're there April and May. And now it's it's full bore at Chautauqua Lake, so we will not be back in Pennsylvania till next April, barring any major catastrophe in the wonderful state of New York. Perfect. Truth, uh, yeah, very nice. And uh, if you do come out and fish with us, uh, you'll be fishing out of Ranger boats. Shout out to them. Get all your Ranger boats needs at Vic Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. 
check them out for service. I know they're on hold right now, as all dealers are for ordering boats. Uh, pop in, see if they have some used boats coming up. Uh, and, you know, they do Star Worlds, Starcrafts, Tritons, Ranger boats. Decent on service this time of year. I know they're slower because they can't get uh, boats in. Uh, so check them out. Fishermen that set up boats. Uh, St. Croix rods, best rods on earth. We use them, use them. All that good stuff. Uh, can't complain about them this year. Uh, check them out. And that is it for me right now. Andy, you're just way better at this next one. I, I know. I'm already I'm already teed up here. So, you know, what's what's the one thing that you use in your boat the most? The floor. You know, if yes. I don't know unless you can like defy gravity and if, if you have anti-gravity shoes, you don't need a boat, right? Mm-hmm. So, why not treat your legs, your calves, your knees, your hips, your low back, all that stuff to the best floor available? And your leg core, your arm core, the Marine Corps Marine Corps uses, uses this. Yeah. yeah. I got two of them. <laughs> Professional bass fishing equipment. Okay. <laughs> Another I, office I, reference. I know. Sorry. So, um, you know, with all that, you know, carpet, it's kind of becoming a thing of the past. I like, I, you know, I'll admit it. I like carpet. I've recarpeted boats. It looks nice when they're new, but, you know, it just doesn't wear well with time if you're using it. And if anyone here has pulled up carpet before, it is disgusting underneath it. Have you guys ever done that? I've done that, yeah. It's very foul. There's just such a fine sedimently like silt and just it's it's gross stuff. And it takes a long time to dry. I know Todd has complained about that in the past, putting box fans in his boat. Um, to, to kind of dry it out from just getting stuck in the rain or what have you. And it's, it's, it smells. And, uh, so what are your options? How about, how about this? How does this sound? Non-slip, easy to clean, sound dampening, great style, and it provides extra comfort. I'm talking about aqua traction. How am I doing on this cell? I think I'm sounding pretty good. It's really freaking good. (laughs) (laughs) So rather than carpet or vinyl, uh, take a look at this 100% cross-linked closed-cell polyethylene foam. That closed-cell means it's not going to sit there and absorb stuff like a sponge. So um, it's kind of like spray foaming, you know, your house. You know, that stuff isn't going to absorb that's anything there because, like, there's little bubbles. that They're not, like, all linked together to where stuff can diffuse their say way through. This is just going to be on the surface. It's really great at fighting stains. So great that it's even, I'm reading it right here, 100% stain resistant with no shrinking and no peeling. Uh, They measure your boat. This is for your boat. Um, There's slight differences between all these boats, even if it's the same model. They are making this to your boat. Uh, They got a fast turnaround, and it is all cut on CNC stuff. It's digitized. It's in CAD. This is some really cool stuff. I mean, it's so great. I'm afraid to use my boat. Like that—that's how nice it is. 
<laughs> I mean, it's there's an excuse. It's it's July, and I just can't get over. <laughs> I just don't want to muddle this up. <laughs> It took a little bit just because we could use COVID for an excuse to get it in there. Uh, and to get it in your boat and my boat, it was more important in my boat. But, says you. You know, with, with, with you, I was like, probably isn't going to be used until 16 the, weeks from now. <laughs> the week of the fourth when I have time. When you have your time off, yes. So, and you're fishing in the dark. You won't even get to bask in the beauty of it. That's okay. I I'll know it's there because I won't be slipping and sliding and falling overboard in the middle of the lake. It's true. Left to it's swim. True. But this stuff is great. I mean, that was a great selling point. But like, just for me having it in my boat right now, it, it's it's one of the coolest features in it. It's freaking awesome. Nice. So if you're interested in this, uh, check out Aqua Traction. You can also uh, contact Nick at amfmarine.com. That is his website. Uh, his email, his website's amfmarine. He's our local dealer. Um, if you're not in our area, look up Aqua Traction. They probably have a dealer network that you can uh, find and take a look at and, you know, consider it. Um, so, all right. That was my extra professional plug. It was I actually saw somebody that is getting that done from Nick at AMF Marine um, today, pulling their boat out. Somebody it that like listened to the podcast and like, man, Andy's great at this. Yes, absolutely. Um, but they didn't have any seats in their boat. I was like, where the hell are your seats? They're like, well, we're getting the floor done. I was like, well, that's also illegal. <laughs> And you kind of have to have your driver's seat. Like, isn't that a thing? You have to have your driver's seat. Yeah, like it, oh, yeah. it, it, it needs to be like fixed to the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were uh, they were like rocking chairs. Okay. Well, yeah. So yeah, th- 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 that would be that would be cause. Like, if you're there with, you're like, yeah, yesterday. Now, that person should be wearing the uh, lanyard for the uh, kill switch. Yeah. That... <laughs> Uh, would that be a fupa? Yeah. The fupa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah, that's what. That's broke, why it I reminded my me. Fupa too the other day. You did what? Did. I was just standing there. I had it around my neck, and the fupa fell right to the fupa. That's <laughs> a big fupa if it's around your neck. That that is that is. <laughs> you got to hit the treadmill. <laughs> that is Hall of Fame style size. <laughs> Poopa fell to the floor, but it almost bounced in the water. I caught it, thank God. Man, you got lucky there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that it would float. But I'm not you, sure of that. You can. I don't know if it will. You can touch my fupa. I prefer not. And yeah, and uh, it's a touch screen. I absolutely hate it. Yeah, I don't think I'd do well. With it's that. so. I, it's it so bad. Head, probably. It's it's really really bad. Uh, the touchscreen for musky fishing, um, because when you're moving and like casting and jerk baiting and doing whatever, it bounces off say your chest 
or in a turn. I, like, I like to keep mine like in the holster, like off of my like right leg, and it'll start like touching things. I'm like, how did we move off this drift? I feel like this is the first time I've ever fished in my entire life. And I look down at it, and I have autopilot on. And, and you couldn't see your shoes. And <laughs> Yes, my football. I, I I was just the, the way you were describing it. It fit like filling a black garbage bag full of cottage cheese, and it just swinging around down there. Well, that's what happens. But it's like <laughs> it, it just needs to touch something, you know, like clothing. Or, well, I'm sure it's know, pressed it, up tight against the clothing. Uh, you could see the yes. individual threads. Yes, you lay a yes, pin sideways against it; it's going to burst. <laughs> It's, yes, it is bursting at the seams. But this touchscreen is, you know, when you're jerking and boom, 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 it just it touches your clothes and it sends it and all these things. And I'm, <laughs> I'm recording a track and all this crap. I'm like, God. Okay, now, I saw that on the every two weeks musky podcast for us. Uh, what, what, did we ever, what, what did, what's it called? Did the... Key, you you were trying to go with a key fob, but you called it you called it a fupa. I called it a fupa, which is a key fob. Key fob, yeah. Or I just I call it the remote. A fupa is is a is like the was it an acronym for fat upper area? No, it's fat around the private area. I I yeah. Well, I I don't remember that, but I still when I saw that I said you know I really don't remember what it's called i call it my i call it uh, my remote remote yeah okay okay i mean i think that's what it's called like the remote can track you know store up to six tracks yeah yeah it's a uh it's a fupa it is from now on mm-hmm. it has to be <laughs> so okay i don't even know what we were talking about uh, aqua nope, traction. Huh? Well, yeah, yeah, we were good with that. And then I think that's all the plugs. That's all the plugs. We got on the 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 fupa rabbit hole. So, all right. Now that we completely derailed this one, um, we're back to normal. That was too we were joking about time. my boat. Yeah. Anyways, I'm hoping to take that thing out. Oh, I I made something fun. So, um, I haven't tried it yet. So this could be a huge, embarrassing failure and a disaster. And I'll I'll know about it with my headlamp on. Um. So here's here's a poor man's hack for a uh, planer board mast. So I was I had my eyes on a, an electric planer board mast this uh, this spring. I had uh, I had my order in, and. I actually, this was a sizable order from this one company we were working with, and I'm not going to go into the uh, the details of it, but it, it's it's not a good situation. Um, it, it it involves people's health, and uh, things are not looking good for for this one person. But you know, uh, it ended up not happening. I ended up not getting uh, the masts and a whole bunch of track that that I had placed an order with, and time was kind of running out but in all reality it's not because i i I didn't need it in early june and i i may need it in early july 
uh, all the way till August, and then I'm going to put the boat away for the year because it's it's getting late in the season when you hit August. Um, you guys are it's laughing because I'm so hardcore. So um, you'll someday you'll understand. But anyways, I I was looking at building my own electric mast, and I I I start looking, and for anyone out there that believes that they could build those those masts are not cheap. If you think you can build them cheaper be my guest because I looked at it and I looked into the stuff and I, I found the motors and all this. It They are priced where they need to be that you will not go out and try to build your own. They, and and they have it figured out. But where where it gets me is like the switches. The switches and the and the housings and stuff are not they don't they don't come with the masts. Um you have to buy them separate or supply your own. And that was kind of like a eh I'm not going to go ahead and, and do the switches. And I had two other masks that were going to go with, with mine. So they're going to be a three electric mast order. And I scrapped that idea, but I still wasn't, it still didn't leave my brain. So I came up with this and it's not ideal, but it's the first stage of a prototype. I got for like 50 bucks. Now I got two, pulleys for the top of my mast like like most big masts have is they have pulleys uh, a predominant brand of of masts out there will sell the pulleys for like a hundred bucks a piece well i pulled two pulleys that are like not they're not the same but they're gonna probably work very well for 20 bucks shipped off amazon so 20 bucks for the pair so 10 bucks a piece so i'm like oh, man i'm already 80 bucks ahead on this well I'm 180 bucks ahead on this because I would need two pulleys. Uh, my mast is a homemade mast that I would just kind of like hand line out uh, after selling my last my last Erie boat. And um, so I got my pulleys, and I'm like, what can I use to pull in the boards? And I went from uh, like four-wheeler winches you know, like Harbor Freight four-wheeler winches, and it just, like, they didn't have the the, the take-up. It'd take me 10 minutes to get them in, plus the duty cycle. It just wouldn't even, like, the, the winch couldn't handle it uh, based off of those specs. So what I ended up settling on is a two-speed boat winch that, that you hook the, uh, the bow tie to and you, you winch your boat up. And instead of the hand crank, I welded honking nuts on this I made a little eyelet guides and I I made the spool diameter bigger and I have no idea if it's going to work but I'm going to go out there with my cordless drill and I'm going to set these things out and when it's time to bring them in it's going to be me out there with the drill (laughs) bringing them in for 50 bucks I got the winch shipped and the um, the pulleys I already have an electric drill. You you put one of them uh, socket adapters on it and give it a go. Yes, I'm going to be bringing in both at the same time and setting them both out at the same time, which could be problematic, but it could also not be if you do it right. But that's a modification I made on my boat okay. this year. Yeah, that's incredible. It, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. It sounds, I mean, you might, I, I used the, mass system quite a bit at one point in my life and uh 
I don't know that electric, even the electric ones, I always wonder, like when I'm pulling it in, sometimes you're in big waves and that thing's bouncing. And you have, when you're doing it by hand, you can kind of keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. Those electric ones, I've always wondered, like, man, you just hit go and it starts coming in. What if that thing buries a wave and flips over or something? Yeah. What the- yeah, yeah, there is a level of. Is there like a pulse? Is there like a pulse on it? You know. I think it's just it's a straight DC motor. You flip the switch and it's turning. Okay. Yeah, I mean I've been running some storms on St. Clair where it was a little bit of a chore to get that thing in, but you had to watch how you're bringing it in. It gets up near the boat and it wants to dive, and I mean, I could just see bad things happening, but I don't use them every day, so. I mean, well, it, now you have full control with your uh, DeWalt Andrew. Yes, you could just stop, take your finger off the trigger, and it has the little clicker to you stop, and yeah. it 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 does whatever. But I mean, my boards are not big, and I mm. I looked. The reason I got the two speed, and all it is is that there's actually two drive, you know, like two input shafts. You pick the, the, the upper one, and it's the faster ratio. You pick the lower one, it's the slower. I have no idea what is fast and not fast Yeah, bringing these things in. I mean, I could be on high range on the drill on the fast setting of the shaft, and it could just still be too slow. I could also be on the slow shaft in low range on the drill, and it could be way too fast. I skipping waves. <laughs> right, yeah. and, and it's... I mean, but, but Andy, have you ever heard of that? I mean, you're more in tune with the eerie guys have you heard of issues with the the electric i mean no people people are loving them and i i haven't i haven't actually touched one but i imagine that there probably is a clutch system on that to where you kind of like the like the big john mast that you you have that center knob to turn so you're not going to just stall it out so like if it does take a dive you're not going to rack some stuff up i mean that only makes sense to have the clutch there yeah 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 um but you know, I'm hoping that something like this works and then I can, you know, just share to people like, look, this is what I did for this much for the six times I might go out on Erie this year. This saves me at 2 a.m. Because like what? Like I have to do everything at the same time. I can't put one board out and let the line out. They both have to be in the water. So I might have to peel off 12 feet of line, hook up both boards, throw them off to the side. They're both in the water. Yeah, I yeah. can then you know take some tension off the spool, put the thing into neutral, and just kind of like feather it out with my hand and a glove on the on the ropes. On, on and I just when they're out when they're out far enough, I lock it, and then when it's time to bring them in, you know, hook up the thing and you know go slow and you know maybe put the boat in neutral, just have them reel it in. But what I was doing before was I have a a hook up high, a hook down low, and kind of like the best way I can describe it is those ice fishing rods that don't have a reel, how you just kind of wrap it around the two pegs. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I was, that's what I was doing. But if I'm Mm -hmm. doing that at 4am, that kind of sucks. If I could Mm kind of not have to be standing up there doing that and I could just kind of throw something in neutral, you know, maybe I'd come up with a brake system, but that's my new little thing that I, my poor man's hack that I I was working on for the boat. And I kind of don't want to try it at 4am. I'd prefer afternoon trip to see what I'm doing. So don't backlash on me, wrap around my feet, and I get pulled yeah. off the boat. You turn 
turn the drill in reverse to let them out, and you when it turns daylight, they're <laughs> they're two feet from the side of the boat. two feet where they're 150 yards where's the boards yeah there's nothing there and and all the board lines wrapped up in the motor yeah but so that that's my my little update with the boat i wish i could go with you to experiment with that but i can't yeah i i i hope that i get to experiment with it this year too so (laughs) but that's my boat update beautiful Anything fun with you guys? Oh, it's all fun. Fun and games till someone gets hurt. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I don't think we've gone over any gripes, right? About boats. No, I mean <laughs> mine's mine's kicking butt. There's no complaints on my end. Yeah. Why? Is it not I, uh, paradise for you? Well, no, I mean, of course not. I think I told that gorilla tape story. Did I tell the story about how I sheared that cotter pin? No, I don't know about the cotter pin. On the uh, kicker. Yeah, on the kicker. I didn't say that. No, okay, I know this story now because I saved well, you. Well, we talked about it, yeah. We didn't save me. I called you for a reference. And from the bleachers, who hit it right? Okay. You would have, you would have, I deserve a little credit. You wouldn't have been able to find it. Slow clap. There we go. Thank you. Okay. But yeah, so I fired up my kicker. It was just running. I, I, we, I was, I was doing like a quick troll and then I had a, an evening charter and I went and dropped, I, I dropped the people off. I come back, I go to the same spot, drop the kicker, fire it up. Everything's good. Hammer down the throttle, and it's just like, and I'm not moving. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this. This is interesting. I'm gonna turn it, it let off. me let me let me check the let checklist. Me, Motor running, me, put in gear. Yes. No go. But prior prior to that, let me just try like the hard reset first. I'm just gonna turn this key to the left. <laughs> Pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> so. I do that and I turn it back on. Same thing happens. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, it's like, you know, the first like five, 10 minutes of, uh, you know, meeting somebody and they're like, wow, what a boat. This is crazy. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, it's, Rum. Not, it's not, not working. Here. Do you hear I, how I much power to... this has? Rum. <laughs> just, like, just need a, uh, just need a minute here. So, I look back, and uh, I've broken many uh, kickers and uh, big motors in my life. Um, so I knew it was a throttle thing initially. Um, but so you start following, you start following wires at that point. When you kick it into gear, I remember when I broke my Yamaha twenty. When you kicked it into gear to go forward, there was kind of an external, like, pipe-looking thing that jammed into the motor to, like, make this thing go forward and backwards. Do you know what that is, Andy, to make it, like... The, the gear shift? The, okay, so the, the gear shift, rod. like, was... The shifting rod was on the outside, and I could see it moving. Well, not on this one. Not on the uh, Mercury... Uh, EFI four strokes now. Pro kicker. Oh, 
pro kicker. Yes. And um, so I'm like the amateur. Yes. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to take the hood off, see what's going on. Um, and then there was a bunch of like crap. So I just like started the troll with the big motor and had the cap back on the kicker. And I was like, it was eating at me. And I was trying to like be personable at the same time. And I was like, excuse me, just like one minute. I got to call somebody. I called Andy. And he says, yeah. Because generally, if you get a call like from, you know, Sandy gets a call from like 9 p.m. on. Any daylight hours from you yeah. or I, he knows it's something. It's something. He says, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that's how I answered kidding. the phone was, yeah. <laughs> that's what you yeah. did. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so my kicker is like, screw I'm just straight to business. Because we all know this, like, what this is. There's no this time for pleasantries. Is. Yes. I'm like, okay, the kicker's not running. It's revving. And, um, but I can't get it to go forward or backwards. And you're like, you know, follow, follow this all the way down, take the hood off, put it in, put it in forward, put it in neutral, telling me to do all these things. And I have to ask the client like to do this for me. And, uh, and he walks me through it. He's like, what's happening when you put it in forward? I'm like, I'm seeing these uh, brackets move, but they're kind of not catching on one another. And you were like, well, then it's a, I think you said it was a throttle problem. Like a, when I told you the di- like what, when I told you the couple givens, you immediately knew that it was a problem with the throttle. Well, okay, so when you say the throttle, when you put it into gear or you, you advance the throttle lever, it's it's shifting when you're doing it. That's why, like, from neutral to where you actually get throttle response is so big on, like, the arc on the controls is because that initial part is shifting it into forward or reverse. And then, and then you advance your throttle after it's in gear. So um, once you click it forward, if, if it's not connected the motor doesn't know if it is or isn't it just says in this stage this should happen and then we're going to give you uh more fuel to the engine so so you knew knew that it was that and i'm sitting there looking at it and what had happened was a cotter pin was keeping these um plastic pieces in place whatever they were you could say what I, I, I would call it the linkage. So the, the, the linkage for the shifting that, that went down the leg um, into the gearbox. So an outboard motor, the where the actual like combustion takes place, you, you call that like the engine or under the hood. The midsection or the leg is just kind of there to get the, the drive shaft and stuff under the water. Then you have the lower unit or the gearbox. And there is... Uh, like a little shift fork down in the gearbox that whether this rod, this linkage is pushed or pulled changes, which gear is engaged with the drive shaft to have the prop spin to thrust forward or reverse. So there's just a whole bunch of nothingness going on in the middle, but to get to connect the 
engine to the gearbox, there's these shafts and tubes that run up through here and, um, and all the, all the, the cams and levers and stuff like that, that might be used to pull or push this shift rod is under the hood. And like, if you were to remove the lower unit for whatever, a maintenance for the water pump or what have you, this would probably be a spot that you remove a cotter pin or a bolt or something. So you can then drop the gearbox from the motor, uh, the outboard engine. So, yes, very good poetry. And that's why I call you. Um, but so uh, this cotter pin fell out and it, 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 there was a, uh, malfunction in the linkage and all I needed to do was get another cotter pin to put in place and everything would be fine. Tell me you used a, a three yacht. Um, no. So I trolled, uh, the rest of the day with the uh, big motor and then moved into cast, uh, after that. Um, and I called Todd, I was like, Todd was having some, some problems earlier in the day with this kicker. And I was like, you know, I believe this dude, like my kicker's screwed, not to the level that yours is right now, but, uh, like they both just kind of crapped themselves on the, on the same day, <clears throat> hours apart. And, um, so I was in search for a cotter pin. It's like it's such a small, minute thing, and you gotta. It, it's got to be the correct size, you know. It's, of course, this is a hard piece to find. Now, what I did get, I tell you though? It, 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 but like, I, I knew right away cause this happened to me one time. You, what you said, and what I was so use a piece of leader. Use, use a, a piece I of leader. Snap. That's so what. I, that that's what I put in there. Is it still to get in there? Through, no, not right oh, now. Okay, but I use this this piece of a snap, mm-hmm. like a hundred and twenty pound snap, and it did yeah. the same thing. It's just a piece of metal wire. Yeah, bend it around, you're good. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, I still I, I should probably get this cotter pin. I go to you know big box stores, they don't have one. I go to the little places, they don't have one. I go to friggin' Walmart, whatever. Big box stores don't have one. There's a, a little shop on the lake. Uh, they they had a cotter pin, but it's more what I was looking for is the one that kind of zigzags. Uh, you yeah. could see them on you know maybe connecting your hitch uh, onto your truck or stay like that. Um, but connecting, yeah. But but all that I could find was the cotter pins that are just straight and they kind of, if you're aware of both stuff, like what keeps your prop on. Uh, bend through it, yeah. yeah. You have to bend it. So I find the smallest one of those and it still doesn't fit in this little mercury part. And I was, we were doing a lot of casting that week. Uh, and so, you know, while clients were casting, I was sitting there, and I was like, I had to get this thing to fit somehow because I know I'm going to be trolling here coming up on this charter. I was like, I'll just shave it down. So I took my hook, hook file and I'm sitting there and just shearing it and shearing it and shearing it and shearing it. And shearing it. Like just making it smaller. And it finally 
I finally get it down to where it's almost as sharp as like a hook point and it fits. And I'm like, Oh great. Like I got it. Like I'll do this. I'll bend it. We're good to go. I drop it in the motor somewhere. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I have no idea where it is. So I was like, I can't, I spent like two days of casting doing this. <laughs> making it it's small. Hard. Just, if you drop a spark plug down in there, it's hard yeah. to get out. Like, where do you get it? Uh, yeah, you have to take that whole housing off. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my god! I was like, I can't believe it. I was so upset, you know. <laughs> and, and so I just like kind of like put my arms up here. I was like, I can't. I need a quick fix. What I ended up using was like the largest split ring. There that you I go. Could find in my box and I put it right through the hole and put it on just like you would put on a new hook and it is working perfectly. It'll be fine. And it'll be fine. It's the same thing that, I mean, it's, it's not going to move anywhere. It's a split ring. It's not a, a cotter pin, you know, well, it, someone goes to... <laughs> I mean, I'm getting fixed before it's like, it's all old. You take it somewhere. Like, <laughs> look at this. Like there's a split yeah, ring on there. Split ring on here. <laughs> what kind of split ring is that? It's huge. It's just like it's a T- tell me, tell ring. me, it's a Wolverine, so it's a triple wrap. No, it was not. It was not a Wolverine triple, you know, wrap. It was just like an. Ex- it was only. It was like about. I would say it was quarter inch, maybe a little bit better. Okay, split ring. So. It was nice. Just a single wrap. I hate those triple wrap split rings. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, they, they, they get. Yeah. What would you do They're, if you went out like tomorrow and that was laying on the bottom of your, your, your shrouds and you couldn't shift? What? Like a split ring. Like it vibrated itself off. <laughs> I, oh, I, I mean, that would be crazy. But, you know, if it could happen to somebody, it would be me. But, yeah, I think we're, I think it's good. I mean, it's, it's running, running great. You know, I'm hard on throttle with it, you know, fire it right up, get it going, no ease into it. And that split ring's holding up. And it's a cheap split ring. It's not the quadruple, uh, you know, wrap. Hard and stainless. Yeah, those so, things are so those things are terribly annoying because they they don't let the hooks sit right and they don't pinch on the body of the bait. They're just terrible. Yeah, they they, they are more difficult. Yeah. Um. But how silly did you feel that you had these laying around after you spent that whole time whittling? Oh man, I was on a mission. Like it, it was. <laughs> like the finishing parts, it, it was unbelievable. It was like like a wood project almost, you know. You're shaving it down. You're on the last parts. Like this is when you get to enjoy it, you know. You see your work coming together, and you know it's nice and smooth. It fits perfect. It's, and then kerplunk, and then you just hear it hit off other plastic stuff. It's like those. <laughs> Um, rehabbing those seals 
spent like 60 grand a piece on making these seals and you let them go and immediately they get eaten by a killer whale. (laughs) This is such a great story of redemption. We did this great thing. Crunch and the sea is red. I was so upset though, like when it happened. And there's people casting in front of me. I'm like, don't mind me back here. I'm just working on something. And I'm like, God, whittling it up. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. I'm like, it was about this all week. <laughs> two two straight days of of casting. I was like, all right, I'm gonna get these guys to the spot and we're good. And your knuckles are all like bulged out and your fingers are all curled in and you're just like I'm <laughs> I'm a blacksmith. <laughs> I was, I was dead set on doing this. There there was like so much silver shit on my index finger and my middle finger from like holding it. Like I almost got a blister from like holding this cotter pin in the right right spot to get this thing shaved down to fit. Your your labs come back with exceptionally high heavy metal in your blood. (laughs) (laughs) It was just insane. I mean, it was... The thing was, it wasn't even wavy or anything. You know, there were no waves. Like, a nice nice little, like, five-mile-an-hour breeze. And it just, boom, slipped right to the bottom. I was like, awesome. I'm just... I'm either tying a leader right now or putting some in a... Or, or tying that ring. knot on your dock rope, jumping off the side. <laughs> I could. It, but it's it's working, so it, it, it's all good there. But yeah, it took me like... I don't know. We, we didn't troll much, you know. We weren't doing much. We... It, it, been cast on a lot, but you know, three weeks into the season, had a problem with it already. No problem. Well, you trolled a lot in PA. Trolled a lot in PA, yeah. But it's just weird these motors, you know. You, like I see old motors all the time, especially in PA. Rarely up here that look ancient, that look even older than what I started to fish out of, which was a 982 stroke Merc, that are still running. They're still running. They're still pushing people around. They're so old that they could look nice in your man cave. You're not going to see that with the motors that we have now. So that makes any sense. I mean, these motors that I'm seeing are older than me. They were basic metal on metal, minimal electronics. And I am breaking them in a year. That's the thing, though. A lot of those older motors, look at my friend Eric. I mean, that one he's running is a 1950-something. Is it like that white thing? Isn't that a white motor? What is it? Is it Johnson? Yeah, it's an old Johnson on his old mirror craft, but I mean, but he can work on it. He gets parts and fixes it. He, you can't do that with these things. You can't even, like, you got to pull the thermostat. You got to take 18 different things apart so you can even take it out. There's wires and computer or whatever. There's stuff everywhere in front of everything. 
it's pretty intimidating stuff to look at too. It's the same as the same as the car, you know. Yeah, I, open I, up the old, my old my first car, three fifty, four barrel. You opened up there was, you could like jump in there and work on it. Yeah, and you also got now, six furlongs to the hog's head too. Yeah, but now you can't. You you open the hood. I don't even know where. I can't even find the damn batteries. I half the time they've got them encased in something, and you know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's just the same thing you're doing with these motors. It's, it's just crazy how much blows in there. Blows me away that like I'm seeing something that if was restored in perfect condition that you know would be an antique, and I'm sitting here with a brand new one and i got to 90 days on the water and it done something happened it's not done mm-hmm. but something came off of it yeah and i i mean i know exactly like with what you're saying but stuff has happened to those other old motors too oh yeah someone just no doubt fix them um but a lot of I mean, that the stuff... thing is now is, is you just go through your warranty and you it's broke. You get a new one sent out to you. You know that's yeah. There's there's a disposable time. mentality with with those motors. Um, a lot of this is driven by regulation and uh, emissions, just like yeah. in the cars. You know, I remember like the EGR valve on my old Chevy would throw the check engine light, and just after a while, you're like, "Meh, screw it. The thing still runs." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, it never went into limp mode. Um. But it's it's just how these things are going. They're trying to get every ounce of performance out of them. Every, you know, no pollution and all this. It, it's it's the way everything's going. And yeah. I I can see a certain segment going to all electric outboards. No doubt. Here here soon. I mean, it's it's not that far in the future that it's uh-huh. going to be electric. I'm not saying it's going to be better. I'm not saying it's going to be worse. I'm just saying it's probably going to be. I can see how if there's horsepower restriction lakes, there already are like electric onlys, but I'm talking like main outboard stuff. I can see that in the future. Like, hey, this is unlimited speed, electric only. And the people out there with their whatever Tesla outboards, if there's such a thing, going pulling skiers and doing whatever and huge wakes from the all the weight of the batteries. and Yeah, and they drive it for... You can only do it for one hour. <laughs> you have to yep. go recharge. Yeah. Something will be there. But, uh, God, I hope I'm not, like, the front runner on having that first. Well. Because it will be destroyed. <laughs> You're out there and just, like, the whole lake. You can just see nothing but fish skeletons as you, like, mm. dead short the battery and <laughs> and stuns all the Shocked fish. They everybody. all They all float up. Oh, my God. Yeah, and yeah. Andy, Andy, you were talking about disposable, and I mean, it's it's. I've heard that said to me from people in the industry. Oh, you know that kicker, that's just like a disposable item. You know, run it the way you run it, run it, and then you just get a new one. You're talking about a four to five thousand dollars disposable item here. Yep. When I start having my problems. <clears throat> You know, we start reading online what's causing this to happen, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you, you, you look it up, and it doesn't matter which one you have. Like, so mine's the 2018 Mercury. 
but it's not really Mercury. It's a Tatsu. So it's a Tatsu. Tatsu. The Mercury is a Tatsu. Yeah, they're re, the they're rebranded. They're all the same. It's the same parts. It's a ta- those are all Tatsus. Nostalgic look back to 2018. Yes. Mm-hmm. Long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, that was t- they're, they're all Tatsus. I think they still are now. If you get a 2021, if you can find one. But uh, you start reading about it, and you're like, life expectancy of this motor is 1,500 to 2,000 hours. Says we can do that in the season if we wanted to. It says it right, right there. That's your life expectancy. And it says, like, the average person fishes this much. You should get seven to eight years out of this motor. But still, that's an awful low hours, if you ask me, for something that costs four grand. That's what it says when you look it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, based from from your lenses, it is. But for the mm-hmm. guy that's going to put twenty hours on it a year, that's a lifetime. This is a lifetime motor to them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. You know, I, I let's just say it's a musky fisherman. Okay. Let's say he fishes two weekends a year, or I mean, uh, every weekend for six months. That's two days. That's 50 days. That's 50 days. Uh, so 50 days, eight hours a day. That's 400. 400 hours. If that's all they did was run the the kicker. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, so, so that's, that's four years. Four to five years if you were doing that. Um, yep. it would probably be more realistically, maybe around seven, eight years because you're going to cast some, you're going to, you know, not fish two yeah. days, two days a week. Um, yeah, no doubt. There's some trollers, some people that do it all the time, but I mean, my God, if we have, if Tom and I have a week of troll, that's, I mean, you could put 50 hours on no problem. Easily. Hmm. Oh yeah, I've gone to St. Clair. I've gone to St. Clair for a week and put on. You know, you fish there seven or eight days a week with the extra day. You always try to get when I did those trips, twelve-hour days. Yeah, so you're no 60, 60 plus another third. I mean, you you could be up near ninety hours, eighty, ninety yeah. hours. Yeah. So half life on these things are a bit short. At least we're using them enough for that, like when they break, and it might—it's—it's it's obviously years down the line for other people, but it's still under warranty. Yeah. So, like, if if you if you broke it down to where you're four thousand out, uh, four thousand dollars, uh, and it would have a life expectancy of let's just say two thousand hours, that's two dollars an hour. Would you row a boat for two dollars an hour? No. <laughs> now, granted, there's fuel cost added into that, but just the actual the, the purchase of the unit itself. But it's still just kind of a shock, you know. Yeah, and when you're when you see like when you this this is the way it's going now. Now it's all going to change and go electric. It really is. But right now, when you're looking when you're coming into some uh, 
boat marine and you look at this is johnson evan road you know the, these are way older than i am right now uh 40 50 years old who knows they're working and you got this you know new shiny thing and it's you know you got problems with it right out of the gates it's still just like like tough to just you know mentally under to to take it all in at that point you're just like jesus it's like yeah it's new technology but it sucks there's a lot of components and components there's a lot of components and the biggest problem is you know, if it doesn't hook up the computer, it doesn't tell people what's wrong. They don't know what's going on. I mean, so Andy, you helped me with my kicker that was on my lawn that I had for 16 years. I ran it. Mm-hmm. My guesstimate was there's between seven, 8,000 hours on that kicker. Mm-hmm. They were wanting me to trash the motor. Remember, because I was, the, the trim and tilt went out of it. Yeah. So I was lifting it up and sticking a a screwdriver or something in there, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was shoving something in there. I, I've seen pictures of my boat with that stuck inside. And, you know, to replace the thing, you could hardly find it. It was $800. Ah, oh, don't even worry about it. Don't do that. But, you know, I was talking to Andy about it, who was the guru at this stuff. He's like, well, I asked people, can't you just, I mean, what's wrong with the trim and tilt? Why can't you just, like, rebuild that little cylinder? No one wanted to do it. Andy did it. We, what, I think we did it for $90. I think we did it for less than, I think it was like 20 bucks in parts. So like, yeah. like what was happening was like this, like the one seal was going and it just, it couldn't pump yeah. up. It was just muddling in its own filth. And mm-hmm. it, it just, it would not transfer fluid, for, you know, from one to the other. If it's yeah. not sealed, it's not going to work. Now it lasted a year or two. And then we had to do, I think I did it twice. I had mm-hmm. to buy the buy the seals and you take it apart, but you know by that time stuff is wore out. But you were able to get a few more years out of it for another guy that could have lasted another ten years. Yeah, um, yeah, but like uh, some of this stuff is, and it, it's not. I'm not throwing mechanics and marinas under the bus, but these people just don't. It, it's easier to just buy the part and put the part on than to diagnose and repair yeah. what needed because like yeah it was an 800 dollars pump well this seal's bad and if we're in doing this seal we might as well do this one and there's this and all right how does this work oh okay these are all standard off the shelf buy them from mcmaster car they're here yeah. the next day and get your hands a little no one, dirty no and... one wants to repair anything yeah no it's big band-aid stuff yeah, and it's, it can be ripped right off. And I, I hear these stories all the time. No one wants to even, you know, I, I'm sure you guys seen the meme going around saying something like, uh, you know, how this generation's soft. Our, when I used to buy a car, it, the manual said, gave instructions how to, how to adjust the valves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're kind of going along with that. People are buying new boats, and not so much anymore because everything's four-stroke. They'd blow their motors up, and they're like, this motor's junk. And they're like, well, you never put oil in it. They're like, what do you mean? They're like, yeah, there's an oil reservoir. Well, how yeah, yeah. how was I to know that? Well, anymore, like, instructions are thrown out the window. I know what mm-hmm. to do. Just hit this thing and go. And there's mm-hmm. there's no caution to maintenance. There's no caution to, like, hey, this is – don't do it this way. Don't start your motor while the boat's on the trailer and you're untying it. 
just so it's warmed up when you get it in the, you know, yeah. stuff yeah. like that. They just, they don't know it. But yeah, it's, it's just, it, it's a different time. And, um, I feel like that, that time that, that this isn't even perfected and we're already jumping into something else. Yeah. It, it, it's like you went from cassette to CD to digital music very quickly and i i can kind of see i I guess i have hopes that when times aren't as good people are going to get more crafty with with their repairs and stuff but while times are good there's no need to have to worry about that stuff just go buy a new one or we're just going to do it like this um but you know who knows Jumping into electric, I mean, it, it it's going to be interesting. Uh, the it's not the motors themselves; it's how are you storing the energy, which yeah. I think is the biggest holdback right now for this electric. Uh-huh. Uh, deep cycle batteries are not the answer for a outboard for any length of runtime and recharge. Yeah, I something something's got to change, and whenever they figure that out, I I think it's going to open a whole new world of of just possibilities. There, um, I'm not saying it's the answer. I'm not saying it's not the answer, but it's right now. That's what's on the horizon. So, a whole new world. Fantastic I think you res- point of view. Yeah. That's Aladdin. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> so, Todd, you got any fun things to add story-wise? Oh, jeez. It's a lot. It's a really lot. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, I think Todd can agree. Like, I'm really enjoying fishing right now at at Chautauqua Lake and uh, the casting of the Raptor has been so fun. Uh, More fun than any June uh, that I can imagine in the last three years. So fish have been popping? It's just a great, I mean, it's just good. It it, 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 it has to do with I mean, it has to do with size. Would you agree? I mean, numbers, nothing like like what I'm expecting or used to seeing, catching. Well, the... it is June, though. Yeah. It is June. Mm-hmm. The very I know, I've had three times the numbers in June before, but a lot right, of but, uh, the numbers of big ones over the top. Yes. June. Yeah. Yes. So it's that a quality right now versus quantity. It's quality versus. And you're working for them. Well, yeah, but it's 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 fantastic. Like it's, I don't care to see fifty fish in a day following. It's good for business. Mm-hmm. We've done that for the past five years. Mm-hmm. They're hitting. They're hitting with people that don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. 
And it's a very refreshing and new feeling to this 2021 season. Mm-hmm. And it is that it's, it's just, it's nice. It's nice to do that. I don't care to go out there and clear water and see a million of them. Like I said, good for business. People love it. After a couple of days, talk and agree. As a guide, you sit there and you're just like, you know, Never gonna a, hit. they're not going to hit it. You know? Everyone's all excited. Hey, oh my gosh, what should I have done different? Like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I really wasn't going to hit when I saw him coming right there. Five. Yeah. And then sometimes it flips out. It's like, no. Yeah. It, it'll be like, oh, follow. It's not going to hit. I'm like, oh, shit. Why'd yeah. I say that? You know? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, do do whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah. yeah but I, I'm used to that fishing to talk for so long and going back, you know, 20 years ago when it was like, oh, geez, we only saw 45 fish today. That's not happening for us right now. Hmm. But the quality of fish we're seeing uh, was different. So it's harder for me, I guess. But, you know, I don't know. I like seeing I like seeing the big ones and catching the big ones for sure. I think most clients would rather have a little more action, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, you can't control yeah. that. No, no, but uh, I would say that this is the best casting June we've had in in a couple years. Oh, um, for sure, for sure, and and they I are. In, in, in the fish are cooperating, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like not, it's not Todd and Dan's hooking the fish or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. They're hit. I got my first one casting today of the whole season. That's right on. Fishing. I haven't casted at all. Congratulations. Yeah, I got a fish. Thanks. That uh, is, that's big. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that. that. I got I got to do that too. I got to catch a fish. That was huge. That was fun. Um, but yeah, quality over quantity and strikes over follows. And uh, we're looking for those days. I mean, it, it's it's really like musky fishing to me right now, Vance. Like those days when we get those hot and sunny, calm days and you can see clear down there, those are days we're seeing them. Like this morning, had that big rain. Mm-hmm. It was overcast. Big we thunder. Casting. We had one follow. We had four bites. Much better than yeah. 40 day, follows. Those days, those, yeah, but those days, that's when it's happening for us. That's when it's been happening for me so far the month of June, you know, when you get that, that nasty day or that overcast day or that front rolls in, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, they're hitting, you know, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. what you need. <laughs> you just didn't do very well on these bluebird days. When some of the days we did see 15 or 20 fish, maybe get a bite here and there, but that's all it took. So far you this year for me. Yeah overcast nasty days it was like okay we got a group we're gonna get some fish today to commit and hit mm-hmm. yeah so they're, they're kind of like 
textbook in it this year. Mm-hmm. Nice. They're reading the book a little bit. June, June's always crazy up here. I mean, you go from extreme to extreme. Yeah. You know, people want to sell their campers to, to I'm having a good day because I caught one. That's just how June has always been since I've ever done this. People get nervous about it, but it's, it's, t- it, it, there's, it's tough to pattern them in these months. You know, like today I went off of, uh, I'll just say like we went five, eight, five, one today being in the same area and there it's, it's just a tough time to pattern things in June when July, August comes around easier to pattern. Uh, I would say the best, the best pattern now is to cast. Other than that, it's like, I got one hit that, allure that was you know i'm trolling i got one hit that was five foot down i got one hit that was 10 foot down try to repeat it okay the days that i have a lot of numbers it's like they hit every single bait that i had out and i don't know what to do the next day it's just like okay they're out there doing whatever who knows it's because there's bait fish everywhere i mean you gotta remember this is the 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 lake well, today there's less bait than there was yesterday. Yes, it's been and there's there was and and that, that that's not going to change. Everything is hatched. Every mm-hmm. fish that is in that lake until next spring is in that lake. Mm-hmm. Now we got to wait till they munch a lot of those little white bass down and all that stuff. But then it'll all- start consolidating. That's, yes. that's what you deal with in the spring. There's just bait everywhere. You can just, and that's why the fish are everywhere. They're up high, they're down low, they're out over 48 feet of water. They're in the weeds. They're up by the docks. But and every day, all those, every, you got to think every perch out there is eating little baby perch, little baby minnows, all those white bass are eating, all the walleyes are eating, the muskies, the gar, everything is eating. Every day, the poundage of, feed and that lake is going down every single day thousands millions maybe i don't know probably maybe a million i would say a million thousands of walleyes you know tens of thousands of walleyes thousands of muskies thousands of gar <laughs> it probably is a million fish in there eating each other every day yeah when you talk about perch eating little perch so that the number is going down 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 and as summer progresses, you don't run into that bait. Now you have to find the bait. When you find the bait, then you find the fish. Right now, it's just anywhere. Yeah, and, and do you notice the in the early season how you get these stocks of bait that are kind of north, north and south? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then throughout yeah. the season, it kind of hor- it goes horizontal. Yeah. Yep, and and that's a nice like that's a that's a nice pattern for people to find. You know, it's they're north and south right now. So say you're in twenty foot of water, you run over a bait patch, it might spread out twenty feet to your left and right. But when you run over it and you're looking at it on your sonar, 
and you're down imaging, it's straight up and down. It's at five feet to the floor. Yeah. All over the place. It's, it's so like when you're targeting muskies at that, in, at that, um, in that area, that's why you're getting these crazy hits that are like, I got hit on the high rod. I got hit on the low rod. It's like, well, where do you want to eat today? Five feet, 10 feet, 20 feet. What, mm. You know, it's, it's wherever you want to go. They yep. can go wherever they want to go. You can see it in the weed beds. There's, there's times where we're casting on the edge of those weed beds when it was like, what's that right there? And you can look down. It looks like a weed bed. It's not a weed bed. It's an it's, enormous pile. It, it, it's like perch. Two, 2,000 little perch. And they kind of come up at your bait and they go back down. And you see that every, I'm seeing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. When the water's right and you can look into the water. Last evening, it was just incredible how many fish that were done. I was like, I, it is just unbelievable. The weed beds are like alive. So is the open water. Yes, it is. It certainly is. Well, that's fine. I got to, I got to, to bag a uh, a client's fifty inch fish on a raptor, and uh, it was it was wild. I waited. There was a front coming in, and I had fished in evenings prior. And I mean, it's it's not anything for us to pull in and cast and see bait flickering on the surface and making some, uh, you know, nervous noises, things like that, you know, like, and you look over and there's like a, just like a 10 foot diameter ripple on the water. Bait. So there's a front that comes in I'm looking at it. I'm like, we should probably go in, you know, take some cover, but, it's too light. So I position the boat in the direction that this front is coming in. And we just sit there for, for a minute. That was like 20 minutes and it passes through. And, um, it's like dead flat calm after that. And you start I, I went back into the spot that I was at and you just, start, I started seeing the bait on the top and it wasn't anything crazy, you know, stuff you see before, but it's dead flat calm. It's post frontal. Like, you know, people always talk about that's terrible and all that stuff. But, uh, I pulled this weed bed and I'm like, I put the transom on the back of the weed bed, like you're right on the weed bed. You know, people are casting out on this, this weed line. I'm like, you guys, I was like, come back here and look at this. I was like, I've never seen this before in all the days out here. I was looking at keeper perch and white perch moving at a clip, like running through the water, like a 10 mile an hour, just like going crazy. Big pods of bait. I'm like, you know, this, this does... It, you're not going to catch one here. You know, it just doesn't happen that way. It's too textbook. And this stuff was moving like crazy. I don't know what it was for. And like five casts later, bang, big fish hits. And, uh, you know, bag it. It's a 
50 and a half. And I was like, that's crazy. I was like, that is unbelievable that happened. Um, it so might be the only time that that happens, but you're going to attempt it every time from here on out. Well, no doubt. I mean, like, we're in the spot, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to be there, but to see those fish moving that fast and how many there were was unbelievable. And then back, you know, a couple of casts later, sitting there with smiles, so. Right, but you start thinking about yeah. the chances. And, and the fish was filled with them. Yeah. Like fresh. You could feel it in his belly. You could see it sticking out. It was like way belly heavy and then like short tail. This thing was like just gorged and then decided to eat the raptor. I mean, come on. Yeah, big Crazy. old Darwin. Big yeah. old Darwin. This is how... There's so much time that Vance and I are spending out there. When I saw the picture, I said, Vance, you caught, you got that fish. I told him exactly where he caught it, and I could not tell from the picture. Mm -hmm. Because I believe it was the day before, this fish had a big scar on it. The water is so, the water is so clear in, in June up here. Like these fish are falling, and the guys are like all excited and like figure eighting. Oh my gosh, look at this, look at this. And I'm saying it's not going to hit as we do, but I'm like, oh, look, he's stalked and he's missing the back fin. Yeah. You can see every mark, scar. I can see their eyeball. As soon as I saw the picture, I was like, I saw a fish yesterday. Mm -hmm. Following your glider, dead flat calm. And it was exactly where they caught the fish. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. It's also a little, Just, like, it takes away the mystery. Oh, yeah. Mr. Big lives know. over here. Go find him. He lived, they, they do live places in, in spring. There's no doubt. Yeah, I I've gone well. back and seen them numerous times and be like, that's that same damn fish. We got to catch him, you know? I don't see it that much later on, but yeah, no doubt. This early season is like a time where you can catch one sleeping. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like it's like a, the rut almost. Yeah. Like you can go back and say, there's a, there, there's a good one that's shown himself a couple times right here on this little bend or this little weed point. Sure as hell. they a lot of times they keep showing himself, but every once in a while you get one to. Yeah, you get one to go. <laughs> yeah, but that was the same place Todd saw the damn fish the day earlier, and I mean it was the exact spot, and you know, it was gorging. I mean, it was just perfect. If I would have ran in, we would have never caught the fish, you know. Mm-hmm. But can't catch it from like, the couch. I mean, I would have been back there, but they asked me, like, you know, when are we going to go? And I said, probably at the most dangerous time, you know. I also like to live dangerously. You know, that's probably. Sir, I suggest you hit. (laughs) It got dangerous yesterday. Oh, my God. That was (laughs) so that was that was one that was one of the worst. 
Yeah. It wasn't, we, we were watching the radar and minutes later, like we were looking at the radar. It was, it was not supposed, it was not, it was supposed, not supposed to be there. To do that. No. How would you tell us what happened? Because I don't even know. <laughs> oh, it was bad. <laughs> it, it was, it, it shook my body. This, yeah. this thunderous lightning <laughs> it was so bad. It was not supposed to come. We're all trying to stay out. Oh, that's going to stay south. And Vance was maybe a, Vance passed me going. He was going south. I was headed north. And uh, I saw his boat turn around. <laughs> we got reeled in in time to get out. And uh, oh, it was just it just it just spun on a diamond. Hellfire. Some, a couple giant glass. I mean, so loud, right? There was the no no wake zone. We'll put it that way. Hell no, <laughs> dude. It, it was. I said, I was when I'm looking at it, it's like 20 minutes. You're looking at the radar. You're like, it says yeah. it's not supposed to hit us, but it looks weird. Mm-hmm. And then it started getting really weird. That's probably why you spun the boat. I. That's why I spun the boat, and I yeah. was like. I dude, I literally said I was like get everything in now. I, I was quiet and I was like get everything in now. And these people aren't well versed in getting rods. In, yeah. But when that happens, it's just like get them in. And keep the rods. Tangled, yeah. Keep, keep the rope in the bottom of the boat. Keep the rod tips low and go. <laughs> Ten seconds after I I I say that, it's just it went through everybody's body this just thunderous cracking lightning it was unbelievable i was like holy shit i was like fuck i was like in now 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 everything was off the back of the like on the back casting platform i just floored it and ran and i I could care less if a board fell off or pliers at that point that's how serious it was like this it was so close it was bad it came up so hard. It was not supposed to be there. I didn't see your message for like an hour later because it rained so hard, but it was just like, good Jesus or something. Yeah, I said, and sweet I knew, as Jesus. As as yeah, sweet Jesus. And I said, oh, I, know, I, I know what that was about. We ran, we ran to a restaurant and hurried up and tied off and ran in. Mm. Oh, so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched the radar and I ran the whole entire lake. I know. I was like, we're just going to go up here. I'm not going into that restaurant. Well, crush. well I, I went to the restaurant because I didn't want to go like the extra two miles. That's how bad it was. I was just like, we'll go in here. High up I just had, the, I just had a little bit of a jump, jump start. Mm-hmm. Said, mm-hmm. We're going the whole way north because... We pull in there, it's going to be hellfire, yeah. too. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, no, I just like, got inside because I didn't know what was coming, you know. I mean, we there's the past couple of years, we've had tornadoes, like, drops in the same area. Yeah. There, I was just like, uh, this is crazy right now. But, yeah, that was... Uh, I was telling the guys we were running, he's like, aren't we going in? I said, no, we're going the whole way north. We got about three more miles of lake. If it keeps coming. Oh, so you ran. You didn't even oh, I ran. like. You just went all the way north. Yeah. 
So, so your, your approach, Todd, was just to outrun the storm. I was going to outrun it, and I said, but we will run out of lake here. we got two miles left. <laughs> it keeps coming. We're going to have to pull into somebody's dock. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> and did, I imagine yeah. it paid off, right? I mean, we're safe. Yeah. We didn't even get wet up there. Hmm. Well, yeah, we didn't get too, too like wet either, but it was just like treacherous. It was yeah. just a unique pop-up storm for us. A lot of fun. Good stuff. Feels honest, honest about it. When it, should we go in? Yeah, we'll go in at the most dangerous time. <laughs> Prefrontal, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, sun comes back out and it's all, you know, nice and comfortable air. I hate that. Yeah, I hate that fishing. But, yeah. Funny. Yeah. Have anything else before we wrap it up? Um, I'm good. Ready for bed. Yeah, I'm good. Nice. All right. Big thanks to Fat AZ Muskie Products. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Vix Marine, Ranger Boats, and Aqua Traction. Um, with that, uh, everyone, have a safe 4th of July weekend. Uh, thanks for listening, and good luck fishing.